everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Extra Rounds podcast. My name, as always, is Mike Dice. This is my co-host, Elias Cepeda. And joining us today is a very, very special guest, first-time guest on the show, UFC legend, former title holder, Hall of Fame inductee, Boss Rutten. Boss, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us today. You're very welcome, man. Thanks for having me. So... We wanted to have you on to talk about this new show that you're doing for champions, the Boss Rootin' Experiment. Uh, for those of you who don't haven't checked it out yet, you can check it out on the ch- on champions.co. Um, basically, I've been trying to find a way to describe it to my friends. I- I've been calling, I guess, calling it um, if Boss Rootin' had his own show on Adult Swim. How do you describe it to people? <laughs> I like the way you describe it. Yeah, just uh, me being me, you know, me being... Uh being, uh, let's say, 18 years old again and, and have all these crazy ideas that I think are really working and, and, and will give me a lot of money. And th- that's what we're trying to do with the Boss Rootin experiment. So I was going to ask, if, are these uh, ideas that you're coming up with in your head or are these ideas that people are kind of throwing at you? It, it goes both ways, you know. They, they, they come with a script, they have some writers, and they say, oh, well, we could change this into this. Hey, what if we add this? That would be very funny, you know. So it's all an, um, a, a collaboration of everybody together and then eventually deciding which parts are we going to take and which we leave out. There, boss, there's a, uh, in the first episode, there's a, a skit about you coming up with the idea for the show and you're pitching it to these, you know, executives. Uh, and, it, and it's funny. I won't ruin it for people. People got to check it out. It's a great open. How did the boss shooting experiment actually come about? Um, you know, I, I started writing blogs for champions.co and, um, and, and, and one day I got a telephone call from Rick Lee and he wanted to have lunch with me together with Dave Rispoli, uh, who are both two writers also at the uh, champions.co. So uh, I had lunch, and they were telling about the boss with an experiment. What about we do a show? We let you do all crazy kind of stuff, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. I, guys, that, I've been doing that my entire life. You know, I would love to do that. I think it's a great idea. Let's, uh, let's start it. And we pretty much did it immediately. I think within the two and a half weeks, we were, uh, we were shooting. That's awesome. I, one, of my, one of my favorite skits from the first episode uh, is, is you kind of explaining – what to fans like what you should never uh, ask a fighter um you know or when not to ask them uh you got it people got to check that out it's so it rings so true if you've been around the uh the mma world for a while you've seen it happen but boss i was thinking that may not be just good advice for fans but i've seen plenty of media members and so-called journalists kind of do the same type of thing well, you think that's good advice and that one uh for for media members as well no, you want you, want, you don't don't ask him too many things to fight us, you know. And, and pick your times and make sure what we say as well that you actually know a few things mm-hmm. about that particular fighter. For instance, uh, I, I was doing the World Series of Fighting this weekend, and uh, Randy Couture is part of the, our team now as well. And I all the time when I am somewhere, people stop me because they think I'm Randy Couture. <laughs> and so I asked, I asked Randy, I said, please tell me you have the same thing with me. And he goes, oh, yeah, I have the same people think you're me. So I go, thankfully, it's not only me with, uh, you know, with, with Randy Couture, but Randy Couture has it also with Boss Wooden. So, oh, and the other story that I always tell is I was at the MMA Awards one time. And uh, we were visiting, and this woman came running to me, and she had a poster. She rolls the poster open, and it's Randy Couture, and she's asking me if I could sign it. So I look at my wife, and I have this smile on my face, and my wife goes, 
don't you do it, man. Don't, do not do it. So, because I wanted to sign it, but then I looked at her and I said, you know what, it's, uh, it, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not boss with it, I'm not him. And she looks at me with open eyes and she says, give me one moment. And she runs away and she comes back with the boss, which is, boss with an action figure, if I could sign that. So, at least I was a little band-aid on the wound, uh, you know, she was, she she was, was just she mixing was, us up. She was sort of prepared. That's awesome. Man, it would have blown her mind if you and Randy were there standing together at the same time, huh? <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome, you know. We, we, we should do that. You know, his, uh, his girlfriend, Mindy, mm. posted, uh, Randy and I were both doing commentary for the World Series of Fighting. We were sitting next to each other. She made a picture from the back, and she said, she, she tweeted it out. She says, which one is Randy and which one is Boss? <laughs> and actually, everybody had it wrong. You know, it was the craziest thing. I go, no, 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 no. I am on the left and he's on the right. You know, so that was funny. <laughs> that's awesome. And that, that's pretty, you know, that was, you mentioned that was a pretty funny thing a, a fan did. What's one of the nuttiest things you can remember that's maybe not like, you know, super X-rated that a fan has ever come up to you asking them to do. We, you know, you talked about fans asking you to, to choke them out. Has anyone ever asked you to, has anyone been stupid enough to ask you to punch them in the liver or do anything else crazy? Oh, man, uh, a lot. I, <laughs> I uh, deliver shot. I have to do that a lot. I have Jeez. to really watch out. The one thing that really stands out with me right now is that I was visiting with my wife in Japan because I had two fights in the same month. And early on in the, in the month, I think it was in June, like June 2nd and then June at the end of June, I had another fight. So I said to my wife, why don't we both go to Japan? We stay there for a month. I can finally find some training partners to train with because in Holland I only have one person, you know, and then uh, we, we make it an outing. She says, okay, so we went to the Asakusa Shrine, which is one of the biggest shrines in Tokyo, and, um, and while we're walking away, suddenly there's this big bus, and it starts honking the horn, and the people in the bus start screaming, Boss Ritter, Boss Ritter, oh, we want to make pictures. So they stop the bus, and all these kids are coming out, like they're like the oldest one, is like 18 years old. They're standing all in line, and everybody wanted me to hit uh, or kick them, you know, with, with low kicks. And I look at my wife, I go, what am I doing? How hard do I do it? She goes like, well, I think you should give him a good punch you know that they know it's you or a good kick these poor people man i gave low kicks people dropping i could punch to the shoulders oh but they gosh. loved it that's they freaking loved it that's, that's crazy. crazy i would never do that have you okay i gotta ask you this i don't i know you've you know you've had i'm not gonna ask you about other things about about him you've you've gone on record about different things about alistair over in the past but have you seen the video of him kicking that little girl holding the pad no. Oh, uh, my, oh, oh my God. no. We'll, we'll send it to you. It's just, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> he like, he's, he looks like the biggest bag of dicks in the world. He kicks this like nine-year-old girl. She goes flying, and he's laughing. <laughs> just made me think of that. I'm sure none of those were little little kids that you kicked. <laughs> oh man, that is crazy. You know, but the fun thing I did with Alistair one time. Hmm. I was doing an interview in Holland, and he was training in the background, and uh, and at the end. You see him suddenly coming behind me, but I can't see it because I'm looking at the, the video, of course, and he takes me in a rear naked choke. And right away, I show my rear naked choke defense there. Watch that. It's a really fun video uh, because I, I go behind him, that. boom. And I, yeah, and I drop him on the ground right away. And then I tell <laughs> the people at home, normally, I could have lifted him up and I could have slammed him down, but I didn't do it. You know, so, oh, yeah, that's cool. That. That's awesome. We'll have to tweet yeah. that out. Well, in this first episode of uh, the Boss Rootin' Experiment, which is on Champions, what was your favorite skit that you did? 
You know, it's uh, I, I I enjoyed doing them all. It, it was really fun. All the things we did was funny. But uh, in the third episode, there's going to be uh, mean tweets. You know, like the Jimmy Kimmel thing. We do that, <laughs> and uh, and it's really hilarious. I, I I think it's hilarious. I, I had a lot of fun doing that because you see, Buzz is all all broken down. You know, he. Uh, he doesn't have a reason to live anymore. It's really funny. <laughs> I was showing everyone the uh, the security, the home security system segment, and we had everybody around the TV laughing uh, at that one segment. That I think that was my favorite. <laughs> that was a good one. That, that you know, everybody. <laughs> yep, everybody. Every single person I talked to said, so right away, home security. <laughs> you know? and, the, and the first time when I screamed that, yeah, to him. The first time I, I told him, I said, let me do it as a matter of fact. You know, when I, I just pop up and I go, pull out. You know, just like that. <laughs> that's a good thing. I thought too. that would be hilarious. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a good but idea. They, uh, yeah. So, but, but they went with uh, the bigger one, the Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of <laughs> screen that I pull out now. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was. Yep. I said when I was yep. when we were watching with people. I was like, hey, it's almost Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque the way that you did that. It totally is. You got to make a T-shirt out of that. Pull, pull out now with you jumping, doing the splits. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be the and, then, and then we put on an it and we said, that's what she said. <laughs> that's right. That would work. Perfect. We've been, you know, all right. So we've been, obviously, you know, your fans and even people have just been listening now. Get a sense of Boss Rutten, the comedian, comedic actor. Boss Rutten, obviously, the badass. That goes without saying. Like, a, like any true badass, you don't act like one. You're, you're nice. You're friendly. But, you know, the, I, I got to tell you this. I'm sure you don't even remember this, Boss. But I think back in, like, 2006, I, I, I was given your number. It was for your, for your, before your, what turned out to be your last fight against uh, Ruben Villarreal. And we did a phone interview. And then... Maybe like a year later, I, I hit you up. You don't even, you know, know me. We don't have like a relationship. I just interviewed you. But I told you a story. At the time, Marcelo Garcia was trying to naturalize into the United States, right? And I basically, he was looking for people to, to say, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a world class, you know, and to try to, you know, be able to work and live in the United States. And you didn't even know Marcelo. You didn't know me. I texted you the situation. And you're like, yep, what do you need? You got me a letter. You sent it for Marcelo. It all worked out for him. I mean, again, you probably don't remember this, but for people to realize that this is, this is the kind of guy that, that Bas Rutten is. And I remember what you told me. You told me an awesome story. You're like, man, I know exactly what that's like. I remember when I went in for my, my naturalization uh, interview, and I was nervous, and it turns out that your agent, the, the, the INS agent, was a big Bas Rutten fan. So you were, all, you were all about helping Marcelo back then. Yeah, because, you know, it's, uh, we, I, I know that um, we, we need that. And especially what happened was I was here in 97. Mm. And in 2001, when the 9-11 happened, it became much harder for everybody to come into the country. So I knew he was going to have trouble mm. with that, you know, because of the security. So I figured, you know, yeah, if a letter from me helps, I would love to help him, you know. Let's, uh, let's get my comrades over here in America. And it did help, and he has a, a thriving academy in in, uh, in New York, and uh, yeah, he's doing he's, he's doing great. So I remember how, how appreciative he was of that. I, I'm curious, what, what's your what's your training like for yourself these days, boss? I know you're you're not competing, but you you're obviously you, you look like you're in great shape. Like, what what do you do on a weekly basis just for yourself? You know, I um I have I, I rediscovered now because I have bad knees. Mm. I can't run, but that means I cannot land on my knees. Because that hurts my knees a lot. I have no cartilage on my kneecaps. Mm. So I, I went back now to incline sprints. 
And that, uh, that's something I can do. So one day I do incline sprints, which I do for about 30 minutes. So 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 30 seconds on, do it. Uh, you know, it's a very hard exercise. And every time, you know, I, uh, I try to add some more rounds. It's very hard as for conditioning. And then the next day I do pool workouts. So I have a pool and uh, I have these resistance tools that I use. And I jump in the pool, and now it's good because here in Florida, now it's off in Florida. In, in California, it's uh, back to 70 degrees. So now mm-hmm. I can go in the, the, the pool without a little, a little tiny suit because, you know, if it's 55, <laughs> it's, it's really cold. And especially a half hour or 40 minutes workout, you know, you get undercooled. It's very dangerous. Mm. But uh, that's, that's what I do. That's the only thing I do. I do about six times a week I train. Three mm-hmm. times is conditioning, and three times is the power training workout mm-hmm. in the pool. Wow. What uh, I'm curious, you know, for a guy that had uh, such a long career in martial arts, multiple combat sports careers, right? You're, you, you know, you did just martial arts, you did kickboxing, you did MMA, all at elite world class levels. What was, was it was it difficult, boss, to replace the adrenaline you get from from fighting um, once you stop competing? And and what was the key to adjusting to the life without? You know, training for a fight and then fighting. Yeah, that, that, you know that's a really good question because that's where a lot of fighters go wrong. You know, including me. You know, like for instance, you you don't have that high anymore, and you try to find it somewhere else. But if you don't do anything crazy, well, you, you can never get it. So, you know, many many guys like I started drinking. Hmm. You know, and for some reason I fell into that. And thankfully, you know, I'm a guy who who learns really fast. You know, I I, I remember one day I woke up. And there were seven bottles of wine in the in the trash. And I asked my wife, I said, how many did I drink? And how many did you drink? And she said, you drank them all. Wow. And I go, excuse me, you know. And once you start drinking a, uh, wine and you drink the first bottle out of the bottle, so you completely empty the bottle. And from that moment on, you start thinking, taking glasses. I go, you know what? This is not a good thing. And mm-hmm. that's suddenly I got it in my head and I stopped for four years. And since that time, you know, I start getting it under control, not doing it anymore. Now, if you go to a guy like a Pat Militich, he uh, he chases tornadoes. <laughs> you know, that's his way of replacing the fighting. If they're tornadoes, they have a special car, and they start chasing tornadoes. They Apparently, that's really good for them. I now, I really want to start uh, jumping out of plane. You know, I, I did it last year. I enjoyed that a lot. I want to be in that wingsuit. I really want to try that. Uh, not not in the mountains. I want to do it just in the air because uh-huh. I'm not crazy anymore. <laughs> and uh, but you know you you need 500 jumps for that apparently before they allow you wow. to jump into a bat suit. But I have now I found out that uh, very close, like 20 minutes away from my home, there is an uh, you can skydive. So with that said, if I go over there and I do 10 jumps a day, you know, and I do that for an, uh, for a bit, then you know I'm going to get my 500 jumps and then strap on a wingsuit and I'm going to fly like a bat. Do you, do you really think you could do or plan on doing 10 jumps a day? I mean, it's not unreasonable, but that's a lot. That's a full day. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, if you jump and you right away take the next plane, the jump is only about a minute. Like going true. up, it's about, let's say, 10 minutes. You know, so if you just go for the amount of jumps, hmm. I think I can put a whole bunch of jumps. Maybe one day I say, okay, let's do 20. Wow, yeah. You know, just go in the entire day. <laughs> keep on jumping i want to go as fast as i get to the 500 i want to i want to fly that's what i want to do i wanted to do that as a kid i wanted to do in my dreams i was already flying all the time or running really freaking fast and i was floating (laughs) above the above the ground and uh, and beating people up i did that also in my dreams that was also (laughs) so cool 
you know, and I would never get tired. I would keep beating people up, bad people. It was uh, it was awesome. Now, <laughs> now, I'm not trying to encourage you to do this because this would be crazy, but a friend of mine in high school, his brother set the record for most skydives in a single day, and he did 524 oh, hours. Gosh. That was the record he set. So Hey, listen. But if I can do that in two days, I can strap on my wingsuit. That's right. And I can do it on the third day. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> have, you, have you always been a, a adrenaline junkie, kind of these extreme sports and activities, or is this kind of something you've gotten into post-fighting? No, always been. i always been. I, uh, uh, heights, that was always my thing. Hmm. I climbed the highest buildings in Holland, uh, the churches, all the churches pretty much. You know, I climbed on the outside top. Uh, buildings, big buildings. I always like to do crazy stuff. Like for, I was a very sick kid. I had a horrible skin disease, so needless to say, I was bullied a lot. But we had a forest in front of our home. We had this big forest, and I could literally, there was a row of trees going to the forest. I could jump in the first row, in the first tree. I would go top to top, swing, swing top to top, all the way to the forest. Then I had to jump off because there was like a horse table. I landed on a horse table, jumped off, and then the first tree that I climbed in, from that moment on, I was pretty much able to go throughout the whole forest. I, I had to come like two or three times down in total. But it came in handy when wow. when bullies would start following me. I would simply <laughs> climb a tree. And then they would start climbing the tree, and I would start swinging to the other side. And they, of course, they didn't have the balls to do it. And then one bully, one time, he did do it, and the tree broke. He was too high, and he fell. And, man, he almost died. His uh, head fell next to a big brick, a big stone. And that was the last time that any bully followed me uh-huh. <laughs> in the street. So it, it worked out pretty good for me. Do you ever watch those videos of kids who like climb up these buildings and they hang off the side and they do all these crazy things? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, I was unfortunately I was that stupid kid. I did. Uh, I have I have these moments that I did that backfire now. Still, mm. like I would drive in the car and if it suddenly pops up in my in my mind. I would literally, you're in shock, like you, you're physically, you go, oh, oh, Jesus, you know, what did I do? Why did I do that? You know, I did the craziest stuff. I, I was on the 42nd floor one time in, um, in Kobe, in Japan, and I thought that Frank Shamrock was in the room next to me, and I was drunk out of my mind, and I thought it would be funny to break open the security uh, clamp so I could open my window and then go over a ledge, which was less than half a foot. Like my foot was, my heels were on it. It was the dumbest thing I ever did, you know. And it was just after the big earthquake also there. So if there would have been an aftershock, oh, man. So I'm going over to the other side. I'm knocking on the window. And this, uh, this guy and, a, and, a, and his wife open up the curtain. And they're freaking out. It's not Frank, you know. So I go, oh, no. I, so I go, I'm sorry. So I go back inside. And right away, the telephone goes, it's the security, and they're very angry. You know, even though it's Japanese, you can hear that they're very angry. And they asked me if I was outside, and I said, no, I wasn't outside. We, we come up right now. And I go, oh, shit. What do I do now? So I was chewing gum. This true story. I was chewing gum, so I broke this plastic thing off, right? So I, 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 I went MacGyver. I grabbed the gum. I start pulling little pieces off, and I start putting it on that plastic. I press it against where it was in the first place, and it was holding. So at the moment I press it against it, they're already upstairs. They're knocking on the door, right? So I close the curtains, I jump in bed, 
And then they were knocked again, and I walk out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, acting like I'm half asleep. <laughs> and they just pass me. They run straight through the window. They open the window, and they see the piece of plastic <laughs> being on the place where it's supposed to be. So they all start excusing, oh, assuming my son, so go in the side, go in the side. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they ran out of the room again, and I was like literally doing a victory jump <laughs> in the room. I go, oh, man, it worked. That's they didn't incredible. get it. It was awesome. <laughs> some, yeah. some poor yeah. random guys having nightmares of Boss Root yeah. knocking on his window at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the now, well, Boss. <laughs> when, when was it? So you fought Frank a bunch of times. Like, was this before you fought? Like, you were you, like, were you about to fight him, or like, when? When in your life did you do that? Because that would have been hilarious, especially if you're about to fight him and you start you're trying to fuck with him like the night before the fight. <laughs> No, that that was that was after oh, okay. because then I, I was drunk, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. Frank and I have always been uh, really good friends. Cool. You know, you know when you fight each other, the days before the fight, you won't. You know, you say, "Hey, mm -hmm. what's up?" But you don't hang out with each mm -hmm. other. And then once the fight is over, everybody's in the bar. Mm -hmm. Everybody's having a good time. I, you know, I want you mentioned some stories back home, climbing the trees and 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 doing that. So. This past October for my birthday, I f went to, to Europe for the first time and I also went to the Netherlands for the first time. I went up to Louvarden up in the, in the north, the northern coastal town to visit with uh, Stefan Birkenpass. He has a, a, a co he's a coach out there. He's a former fighter. Uh, I, I loved it. It was one of my favorite vacations um, ever. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What's in your in your experience, from your perspective, boss, like what's the the netherlands like acceptance how is the netherlands acceptance of mixed martial arts coming along there's such an incredible dutch kickboxing um history and present and and scene there right now obviously but what what's the acceptance of mma like over there it starts to come back right now mm. but in holland fighting is associated with criminal activities mm. because you know a lot of criminals go to these events and they sit there so when you put a show on in Holland, there's a lot of undercover police, mm. you know, and you have all these big guys, um, criminals, they're sitting there ringside drinking champagne and everything. So that together with the, the association with the criminals, they, th they make it a criminal sport. It's mm. stupid. And then when the fight breaks out, you know, of course, it's in the newspapers. It's mm. all the newspapers. Uh, but forget about when there's soccer. I mean, in <laughs> soccer, you got all these hooligans. They, they beat the shit out of each other. They, they, they fight, they, they beat the crap out of the city where they uh, are. They have special trains coming in. For instance, if you have Feyenoord facing PSV in Eindhoven, well, these teams don't like each other. So what happens is the train that comes in from Feyenoord, from that city, is a special train. Everything is metal on that train. There's nothing you can break. There's no cushions or anything. And that train goes to a special place. It's like cattle. I'm, I'm telling you, you're walking mm. out and there's a cage going all the way to the soccer stadium and all the supporters have to go through that cage wow. so they're not allowed to go into the city. So a lot of fighting is breaking <laughs> out all the time, pretty much every week, and that is never a problem with soccer. But huh. once it happens with one little fight in, in the mixed martial arts or at a kickboxing huh. uh, organization, then it's newspapers, you know, that's, and everything is filled. So it's really stupid. That's interesting because, I mean... Organized crime is tied to all sports. I imagine there's connections to soccer as well. So that is interesting and unfortunate that only fighting gets that kind of reputation, you know? Huh. It's, it's, a shame. it's because people just repeat what other people say. Yeah, you know, know. In, the, in the government, it's the same what we had in New York. You know, it, it's very simple. Mm. Once you allow boxing, you cannot not allow 
MMA. Sure. Because boxing is much dangerous, more dangerous mm. than mixed martial arts. Only mixed martial arts is in the cage, and in the cage you put animals, and in the cage you put criminals. You see what I mean? Mm. And, 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 and for people, it's just criminal. It, it, it looks like two people are just fighting. They mm. don't know the technique that it needs. They don't have a clue that it's... It's a blend of four Olympic sports, you know, if mm. you take the kicks from Taekwondo, punching from boxing, wrestling from wrestling, and then judo mm. at submissions. It's four Olympic sports blended into one and suddenly it becomes a criminal sport. It's, it's really weird. But I think the UFC, the last time, had a really great event there. And from what I understand, they, they announced last week that they're going to be back in Europe, also in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. So I think the Netherlands are hopefully lightening up a little bit. That would be great. That would be ideal, yeah. Especially with as many stars as coming out of Netherlands right now. Yeah, there's amazing fighters from there for sure. Boss, before I know, before we let you go, and we've, we've had such a, a, a freaking blast with you, man. Really appreciate you being on here. So a little, on my way to the, to the studio today, I got, uh, we got a message from a listener of this show who happens to be a counselor. He works with, with children in, the, uh, in, in different kind of like uh, legal systems, children that are going through a bunch of stuff. And he, he found out that, that Boss Rutten was going to be on the show. And as it turns out, one of the, the children he's working with, Isaiah, is, is a huge Boss Rutten fan. Apparently, you're his favorite fighter in the world. And, and uh, this, this listener tells us that little Isaiah is going through a, a real tough time right now. I'm uh, wondering if, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a, uh, a, a what's up and uh, a word of fighting encouragement for, for Isaiah for whatever he's fighting through right now. Well, Isaiah, you already have the best name ever. I mean, that's a biblical name right there. It's a power name. So that's a, that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for him. I'll, I'll really do that. Whatever he has, I will make sure I throw a prayer out. I'm a, I'm a big believer. I'm a Catholic. And uh, I'm a big believer in, 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 the, in the power from above. So, uh, yeah, Isaiah, I hope you're doing great, my friend. Just pull through everything what they say you know if you're going through hell that's saying just keep on going that's what you need to do because you need to go to the other side and once you're at the other side everything's going to be okay for me everything looked really bad when i was a kid i had severe asthma attacks and a horrible skin disease in my face on my hands I had to wear gloves the kids were bullying me i just had a horrible time as a kid but you know it made me the person that i am right now because i truly believe without my diseases you know i was just that was a push towards the direction of fighting and suddenly mixed martial arts came along and it became a profession and i started making money with it and now i live in beautiful america you know living truly the american dream so in the end everything will be okay just think about that and then uh, hopefully you will pull through and before we let you go let everybody know what they can expect to see in the upcoming episodes of the boss root and experiment on champions Oh, oh, man, there's a whole episode about uh, boss diapers. I came up with this great <laughs> idea to uh, make special diapers. And, uh, and, and, you know, when you hear me talk about it, you're going to go, that's not, that's not such a bad idea, actually. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm going to come up with a, a guapomole, <laughs> like a guacamole, but I call it guapomole. Um, there's uh, oh, there's an episode with mean tweets, which I personally is dear to my heart because <laughs> I really like uh, what they did with that. Because I'm reading mean tweets that uh, fans sent to me, and uh, boss is getting really butt hurt. You know, <laughs> 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 he, uh, 
he, 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 I don't, I don't think he wants to live anymore. And it's, uh, it's really funny if you see what I do after that. At least I think it's funny, but I think everything is funny. <laughs> well, everyone, make sure to check it out. It's on Champions. It's, uh, the first episode's out now. Not only does he keep you laughing and entertaining, he also will teach you how to cook and do various other things. <laughs> that guy who was uh, looking at you out on the windowsill probably wishes he had some boss diapers. So. <laughs> yeah. You see, yeah, and that, that boss diaper thing that comes back in a lot of X now. Because, you know, if I scare a person, you know, really scare a person, you hear something here, I go, ooh. And then I look in the camera and I say, you, you better believe he wished that he would have been wore, uh, wearing a bomb diaper right now. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. We're loving this show so much, and we love having you on. What a, what a class act, sir. Thank you, boss. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for having me, and have a great week. Uh, rest of the week of the weekend. You, you too, too, sir. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to watch the episode. As always, Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Central, we'll be streaming live. Uh, big thanks again to Boss Rudin for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and review in iTunes. Thank you.